you sitting there, you at home, you ain't doing shit, scratching your genitals, scratching your ass, smelling your underarm, smelling your own breath, let me hear just for a few seconds, right? If you haven't heard about Anchor, it's the easiest way to make a podcast. It's free. The creation tools allow you to, you know, record and edit your podcast right from your phone or the computer. You can use that same hand you scratch your ass with to go to Anchor and record. It'll distribute your podcast for you to a plethora of DSPs. You can make money from your podcast with no minimum listenership. It's everything you need to make a podcast in one place. Go download the free Anchor app or go to Anchor FM to get started. What are you waiting for? Go. Right now. Get off the couch. Go to Anchor. Create a podcast. The world wants to hear what you have to say. Race is a grouping of humans based on shared physical or social qualities in the category generally viewed as distinct by society. Race doesn't really exist for you because there's never been a barrier. Black folks don't have that choice. She Mamanda and Gabi Adiche. The white man's happiness cannot be purchased by the black man's misery. Frederick Douglass. Until the philosophy which holds one race superior and another inferior is finally, permanently discredited and abandoned everywhere it's born. And until there is no longer first class and second class citizens of any nation, until the color of a man's skin is no more significant than the color of his eyes, and until the basic human rights are equally guaranteed to all without regard to race, there is war. And until that day, the dream of lasting peace, world citizenship, rule of international morality will remain but a fleeting illusion to be pursued but never attained. Now everywhere is war. Haley Selassie popularized by Bob Marley in his song, War. Race. What is it? What are the origins? What are we talking about today? Everything else in between. Thank you for tuning in. This is the Trio Real Podcast. Start the show.
Contemporary scholars agree that race was a recent invention and that it was essentially a folk idea, not a product of scientific research and discovery. This is not new to anthropologists. Since the 1940s, when Ashley Montagu argued against the use of the term race and science, a growing number of scholars in many disciplines have declared that the real meaning of race in American society has to do with social realities, quite distinct from physical variations in human species. Um, my opinion. You want to say, well, who was my? It's Khalil Sneed, Trip Hill Podcast. Anyway, back to it. My opinion was that uh, race was institutionalized in the beginning of the 18th century as a worldview and a set of culturally created attitude and beliefs about human group differences. When I was growing up, man, I had the luxury of having older parents, grandparents that lived throughout the, some of these um, decades that we um, look back to for um, references purposes now and, and uh, what we have to deal with today as people. Um, we have to look at the trends and shit like that to kind of see how this thing is, you know, is it a cycle? Is it new? Is it, you know what I'm saying? Is it an evolved behavior, an evolved attitude towards people, you know, of color? You know, um, we have to look, you know, each, I think each race is responsible for giving their people the knowledge of their history. You know, um, I think that like if you're Native American, you need to be taught Native American history amongst the other things. But when you're at home, you have to be taught because you have to have your knowledge of who the fuck you are. Even if you mix, you need to know both of your ethnicities and, and races and what the history of, of both. You have to gain an understanding. You can't walk through life without a fucking purpose and no understanding. You know, you got to overstand. Like PMC says, a lot of this shit, we got to overstand to really get to the core of how we can fix. Uh, maybe some of these things can't be fixed. Well, they can't be fixed. How can we minimize it the best way possible so we look back to these decades where some we can you know visibly see get on youtube look up you know a lot of those things and um some that we can't it's shit that is passed down and written you know hope and you have to hope that it's written by somebody with the intentions of teaching and not the intentions of um, subversion, which is my next podcast title. It's gonna be a good one too. But so, my grandmother and my father, they grew up in, and my mother, God rest her soul, and my grandmother. So, they grew up in times where, you know, are similar to today. Not as similar. They had to fight and get shit right. You know what I'm saying? It wasn't, um, I think the fight nowadays is more up top. But back then, um, shit was a little bit more ground level, it seemed. 
and um, the way they move, the, the the courage that they had forced them to be like, look, fuck this shit. We got to go and get what's ours, and we deserve this. We deserve that. We deserve to be, you know, they went and they fought for it, literally. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, and away with that came certain changes, you know. You can't change the behaviors of some, you know, of people that you don't know, that you have no influence over. Um, that's why everybody has a brain. Everybody has a brain to think for themselves. Um, and they're, you know, and it's different teachings and different, um, yeah, it, it's different teachings depending on where you are, you know, your environment makes that difference, you know, um. And if you're not taught, or whatever you're taught, if you're not taught to be open-minded, you know, um, then you kind of get put into a position where you, you just living in a fucked up state of mind. And when you're living in a fucked up state of mind, you start doing fucked up shit. And when that fucked up state of mind starts breeding, and creating children that continue that cycle of fucked up shit. You know, you can take it from any country, whether it's America, shit, Africa, Europe, you know, countries, um, <laughs> continents. Anyway, any continent, you know what I'm talking about. You can take it to any continent, any country within that continent, and get down to it and you'll see that it's always opposition. It's always a set of people that think this is how life should be. And it's always multiple groups of those people that think well, this is how life should be. You know. So that's why I wanted to dig more into this topic. I know I kind of got off on a tangent but hearing them talk tell stories but how it was back then, the climate, or as young men used to say, the vibes. <laughs> you know, how the vibes was back then, you know what I'm saying? Um, as a child, I didn't really understand it. Probably because I was in school every day, and they wasn't teaching us that. It was trying to teach us some whole other shit that we never even got out of school to fucking use. So... It really, I really didn't have any room, you know, until I got older and got out of school and started um, living life um, in a new state, you know, back then. You know, it just was new, you know what I'm saying? Um, so I, I started seeing more people, you know. Me personally, I didn't grow up around anybody else besides black people, right? I grew up in South Dallas, you know. The area of South Dallas is predominantly black. Um, it has to, and, and it has a little sprinkle of um, of you know uh, Hispanics, but they're more predominantly on the other side. Probably Pleasant Grove, you know. Um, Oak Cliff is divided up, you know. Any city that you look at is tribal. 
territorial. You know what I'm saying? But maybe sometimes go look up the demographics, you know. It's interesting. The history of it, you know. So they, they just, my, my, my dad, my grandmother, they just laced me up with all type of cool shit, serious shit, you know. I had to sit down and listen. It, it ain't like. You know, none of that little run in and run out. Nah, you're going to sit down. <laughs> I'm making some cornbread, you know what I'm saying? Some hot water cornbread and some chili beans and some shit like that. We're going to sit down, have a good meal, and we're going to talk about everything, including shit like this. And bringing those topics to the forefront for me as a child, I was like, damn. You know what I'm saying? You went through that. You did this. You did that. And you realize how blessed you are to be in that person's presence. So sometimes when you look at our, um, I know it's a lot of disrespect amongst our um, elders. Um, but look at it like this. When you shake their hand, when you, you know, we run into, when you have those uh, interactions with those, uh, with the elders of your race or ethnicity, you have to realize who you touching and what they've been through to make it to the fucked up year that is 2020, right? They went through a bunch of shit. That's why a whole lot of them are not, I mean, they got them fear-mongered on this corona shit, but um, other than that, they don't give a fuck. You're not going to tell, you're not going to tell a person who's been here on this earth for six, seven, shit, or even five, six, seven, and up decades, what the fuck to do and how the fuck to do it and how the fuck to survive. You might have to teach them how to get on Instagram, get on Facebook and shit like that, but as far as the shit that got nothing to do with this bullshit-ass technology, they been on that shit because they survived through all that shit, you know? They are a walking, talking history book for each person's race. They have a memory, they have a collection of memories and things that happened that impacted them, you know. So I feel like we have to listen to them. Because this shit is important, man. If you don't know who the fuck or where the fuck you came from or how the fuck this shit all, you know, came about, to be a fucked up year of 2020, then you got to fucking sit the fuck down and do some research. It's not just like this because it just happened. Apparently, when you think about a problem, problems happen when um, big problems happen when small problems, they get swept under the rug, you know. Um, it's not a light shined on them, you know, uh, especially when you are part of or in a country that, um, when I look up all different countries and stuff, and, you know, it's a hold on the information that is given to us, right? Like, they, the information that's given to us, 95, 97% of it is filler and it's weird and it's fake, right? Um, so, in order for you to learn who, 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 excuse me, uh, who you are, 
your origins, where you come from, your people, whether you be black, white, Native American, Hispanic, um, from the Middle East, Asian, whatever the fuck you are, you need to understand that, you know. We have to gain an understanding of ourselves before we can even start to try to understand somebody else. If you don't know who you are, how the fuck are you going to go and tell somebody who they are? And how they should do this, how they should do that. When you haven't taken the time out to really know who you are. You know? Shit like that. That's all. Shit I be thinking about all the time. So, I'm going to get into this uh, first segment, which is uh, slavery and the coming of Africans. And how that affects the origins of race. Race and its ideology about human differences arose out of the context of African slavery. But many peoples throughout history have been enslaved without the imposition of racial ideology. When we look back at the 17th century colonial America, before the enactment of laws legitimizing slavery only for Africans and their descendants after 1660, excuse me, several facts became clear. One of those facts was the first people that the English tried to enslave and place on plantations were the Irish, with whom they had hostile relations with since the 13th century. It was beefing for four fucking centuries. And like, finally, we got on top, we're going to send their ass to Barbados and Caribbean islands and all that wild shit. That's some wild shit. Um, two was some, um, an Englishman, excuse me, proposed laws enslaving the poor in England and, and the colonies to force them to work indefinitely. Three. Most of the slaves on English plantations in Barbados, Jamaica, Caribbean islands were Irish and Native American. Many historians point out that the African servants and bonded indentured white servants were treated much the same way. They often joined together as in the case of Bacon's Rebellion in 1676 to oppose the strict and oppressive laws of the colonial government. And then all of a sudden, shit changed. It went from being a rich and poor thing or who control you thing to, I mean, it's, it, it, it pretty much stayed that way, but it, um, <laughs> they just broke this shit down like, well, they white, you look different. You, you black, or you native, or you whatever, you different from white, you actually be the slaves. We should be sitting, you know what I'm saying? I broke that shit down. Get more into that real quick. Um, <laughs> until the 18th century, the image of Africans was generally positive. They were farmers, cattle breeders. They had industries, arts, and crafts, governments, commerce, 
in addition, Africans had immune sorry, immunities um, to old world diseases. They were better laborers, and they had nowhere to escape to once transplanted. I worded that a little bit wrong. They had nowhere to escape once they got transplanted to the new world. The colonists themselves came to believe that they couldn't survive without Africans. Let that sink in. Let that marinate a little tad bit while I sip this juice. Um. Hmm. That's deep. So, until the 18th century, you know, Africans were seen as productive people, you know, um, <laughs> farmers and, you know, survivors, farmers, cattle breeders, you know, you heard it. They were survivors. They were involved in many different things, you know what I'm saying? Um, they were living their life. They were thriving where they were. You know, with their own everything. You know, and then, um, slave trade. You know, and people thought, shit, we can't live without them. You know, I'm, I'm, <laughs> I'm bringing this Irish man to the Caribbean, so I'm bringing him to uh, the southern part of the New World, as they say, and it's hot in the motherfucker. And they ain't lasting out here, and they getting sick, so they hot. Their skin looking like turkey bacon, and they getting sick. They dying all on the crops, laying out. They can't use them, but these motherfuckers over here, say man, they got some good. First of all, they got seasonings over there. They got good skin. They and they seem to be somewhat immune to this shit. We might need to get a boat and. Wrangle, you know what I'm saying? That's <laughs> that's what it seemed like it was. You know what I'm saying? Um, seemed like a, a you know another case of follow the money. You know, um, it being the root of all evil, uh, as, as the Bible would say. Um, that was the cause of it. You know, slavery wasn't just on the sole purpose of, hey, they black, we don't fuck with them, so we're going to put them in slavery. No. It was simply, look, we got, they pulled up to the new world, and they seen different type of people. They seen Native Americans there, and they was like, well, you know, we got to, you know, know what we got to do. You know, so they stole some shit, right? They stole and you know all that shit that you know did some did some roguish ass shit. They came to the new world and found that that shit wasn't new. That shit was new to them, but people were already in that bitch having a good time. You know what I'm saying? Doing what they do, surviving. You know what I'm saying? Uh, can you imagine that if you were if you were a guy, right? You were Native American. You know what I'm saying? All these, you know, beautiful women walking around in buffalo skins, ass out. You know, you chilling. You know, you, you go hunting with your boys. 
You know what I'm saying? You doing the shit that your tribe do. You representing your tribe. Then you see some motherfuckers that pull up on the boat. Get out. Skin pale as fuck. They wearing these hot ass clothes. All their body covered. They wearing big ass ruffles and shit. You know what I'm saying? <laughs> the pull up. You know what I'm saying? Motherfuckers had hats with buckles. You know what I'm saying? All type of weird shit. Who the fuck? Yeah. The shit is, you know. And they just go to, you know, do some bullshit. Do some, some, some roguish ass behavior. And then people who are doing the roguish ass behavior running this shit decided, well, at first, let me go. Let me go to Ireland real quick. Grab some these motherfuckers and put them goddamn here because shit, we, we got money. This shit, the guard, you know. Excuse me. Shit is weird, man. It's some weird shit. So, if you ever been to anywhere in Europe, you'll you realize that it's not a whole lot shit that really grows there as far as, um, like, further down south of the world. Like, the climate up there is, is more cold, you know? Um, like, the Irish shit, they couldn't eat shit but potato. That's how they got so cold with potatoes. Shit, how the fuck you think hash brown was made? Because all they had was potatoes and they was like, well, we don't flip them, we don't slice them. How about we just chop them up real fine, you know what I'm saying? Or I don't know. Don't quote that. That shit might not be true. You know what I'm saying? They, they might have been up there eating that, eating that something like an apple. I don't fucking know. But they had crops. Long story short, the colonists had crops and need people to extract those crops so they can get money. All right? Resources. You know? Also, while they pillaged the country, different countries in Africa, and pillaged resources. They just took shit. Seasons they ain't fucking used. You know what I'm saying? Wow, shit. Animals, women, you know what I'm saying? Labor, arts and crowds. A lot of shit that they fucking learned came from us. It came from people that they ran, ran up against. Mostly everything, besides a few things, was like, hey, went to the New World, and these people taught us this. Went to Africa, and we seen this over there. You know what I'm saying? We went to Asia, and we seen this. So, I mean, they just, you know, remixed a lot of shit claimed it <clears throat> anyway a new social identity toward the end of the 18th century the image of Africans began to change dramatically the major catalyst for this transformation was the rise of a powerful anti-slavery movement that expanded and strengthened during the Revolutionary War both in Europe and in the United States as a consequence pro-slavery forces found it necessary to develop new arguments for defending the institution Focusing on physical differences, they turn to the notion of the natural inferiority of Africans and thus their God-given suitability for slavery. Such arguments became more frequent and strident from, the, from not the beginning, but the end of the 18th century on. Shit, I'm pretty much on it now, to be honest. Anyway, and the characterizations of Africans became more negative. So from here, um, we see the structuring of ideological 
components of race. The term race, um, which had been uh, classified like type or kind, you know, but with a more ambiguous meaning, uh, becoming more widely used in the 18th century, crystallized, <laughs> crystallized into a distinct reference for Africans, Native Americans, and Europeans by focusing on the physical status differences between conquered and enslaved peoples, Europeans, the emerging ideology linked the socio-political status and physical traits together and created a new form of social identity. Pro-slavery leaders <laughs> among the colonists formulated a new ideology that merged all Europeans together rich and poor, and fashioned a social system of ranked, physically distinct groups. The model for race and races, um, it was the great chain of being or scale of nature, a semi-scientific theory of a natural hierarchy of all living things derived from their classical Greek writings. The physical features of different groups became markers or symbols of their status on this scale and thus justified their positions within the social system. Race, ideology, I'm tired of saying that fucking word, anyway, <laughs> it proclaimed the social, spiritual, moral, and intellectual inequality of different groups, uh, was like their physical traits natural, inherited, uh, innate, um, and unalterable. Thus was created the only slave system in the world that became exclusively racial. I'm going to say that shit again. Wait a minute. Let me talk about that. Get that man here for a minute. That shit hit me different. Thus, Like the preacher say, thus, get his little, you know, little scripture. Thus was created the only slave system in the world that became exclusively racial by limiting perpetual servitude to Africans and their descendants. Colonists were proclaiming that blacks will forever be at the bottom of the social hierarchy. By keeping blacks, Native Americans, and whites socially and spatially separated and enforcing endogamous mating, they were making sure that the visible physical differences will be preserved as the premier of unequal social status. From its inception, you know, separateness and inequality was what race was all about. The attributes of inferior race status came to be applied to free blacks as well as slaves. In this way, race was configured as an autonomous new mechanism of social differences that transcended the slave condition and persisted as a form of social identity long after slavery ended in other words 
they use subversion. Which is I'll be going deeper into subversion in the next podcast episode. But even when like you hear that story about even when the slaves were free, they've been mind fucked so much that even when they were free, their body was free, but their mind wasn't free. They knew nothing else but besides what they've been doing for all those fucking years when they got brought over here and generations and generations they've been working. Working being a slave. So, you know. People talk about the slave mentality. You know, I warn people, hey, not to use that loosely. Because you have to understand what you're talking about. Not just because the shit sound fly. Or you feel like you kicking knowledge and shit like that. That term has so much substance to it, even though it doesn't seem like it. Somebody, they set you free, right? But you don't know what the fuck to do other than pick this cotton. Don't do this. You know what I'm saying? You know what I'm saying? Just, you had no fucking idea, you know? Um, So, in a sense, I think they knew that, that, could be an advantage in the future was look we've been keeping these people down for so long right the native americans the blacks we keeping them down for so long that when we set them free if they've been in our you know we've they've been in you know in our little camp or plantation or whatever for so long that it's in doctrine that's all they fucking know when we let them free Shit, we ain't gotta beat them no more. We ain't gotta do this. I don't know if they 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 kept beating, but they had the mind. So if you have control over somebody's mind, that's that's your motherboard. That's how you think. That's that's everything. You know. Then what the fuck? <laughs> I mean, you know, that's basically people just got mind fucked, man. I'm gonna go all into it. I'm over here doing doing my thing, man. Just look it up. Take your time. You know, we gotta come back to this. Look it up, man. It's fucked up. That's how they felt, though. You know. So even think about the origins of race, which is the meat of what I, you know, I really wanted to get into. That, I mean, it's it stopped being about a social status, right? Or it start being less about our social status. They added on physical traits um, that they could use to make them shit more money. That's some cold shit. <laughs> That's why I like sitting down thinking about shit because this shit get deep, man. And when you realize how shit, how deep this shit can get, what's going on right now? Not saying that you you should be scared like it's gonna be whatever, but you should be more aware. You know, people shouldn't be scared of none of this shit. I'm not fucking scared of fucking coronavirus or none of this shit. I'll take my precautions, you know. Plus I stay in the house anyway. I only go out to get food, go to work, groceries, and switch the sweets. That's about it. Other than that, my ass is in the house. You know, chilling. But 
think about that though. That's that's heavy. So we're gonna go to my next segment. Um, humans as property. The episode is about race. So we're getting deep into it. I hope, I hope you're enjoying. I hope you got you something rolled up. But you know, you know, like people she said, I hope you're smoking. <laughs> Cause you know we smoke. Next segment. Humans as property. Wind is a motherfucker outside, so excuse me if you hear the wind. I'm, I'm, I'm so sorry, but anyway, American slavery was unique in another way. That is how North American slave owners resolve the age-old dilemma of all slave systems. Slaves are both persons and things, human beings and property. How do you treat a human being both as a person and property? And what should take precedence? The human rights of a slave or the property rights of the master? American laws made clear that property was more sacred than people. And the property rights of masters overshadowed the human rights of slaves, said Chief Justice Roger B. Taney in the famous Dred Scott case of 1857. Negroes were seen only as property. They were never thought of or spoken of except as property. And thus, we're not intended by the farmers. No. Yeah. No, the framers. Sorry. The framers of, I typed that wrong, of the Constitution to be accorded citizenship rights. Say, man. Mm. So basically, some white folks got, they just got into a big ass room and said, hey, they ain't people with them properties. You know, they went for the money. And so it, they, they, they went for the money. They said right here, right here where I typed this shit. American laws made clear that property was more sacred than people. Yeah. So, you know, take from that for what you will, but as I'm talking this, I want to um, provoke thought of the times we are in right now and everything that is up on the wall. You know what I'm saying? Along with the presidential election that I really don't want to get into, but I see I'm going to have to. It's too it's too interesting. You know what I'm saying? Um, especially for me because I don't have no biases. I'm not a Republican. I'm not de Democrat. So I don't give a fuck. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Um, I don't have no biases, so I feel like you know I can go and dig deep into you know this and how it affects, you know, not only that, but just how it affects our country and how that affects the world, you know. So, she can get pretty deep. You just take time and, you know, dig through it. So, they continue, right? In order to transform people solely into property, you must minimize those qualities that make them human. 
Say that shit again. That shit was cold. In order to transform people solely into property, you must minimize those qualities that make them human. Um, literature of the early 19th century began to portray the Negro as a savage in even stronger terms than those that had been used for the Irish two centuries earlier. This was a major transformation in thought about who the Africans were. Historian George Fredrickson states explicitly that before 1830, open assertions of permanent black inferiority were exceedingly rare. I'll tell you what motherfucking George Fred's on. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? Just said. Historian George Fredrickson states explicitly that before 1830, the open assertions the ideas, whatever, um, of permanent black inferiority were rare. The black image um, in the white mind, 1987. You can go reference that for yourself. Anyway, by mid-century, the ideology of the Negro inferiority dominated both popular and scholarly thought. <clears throat> so not only was it thought about in everyday life, also this shit was taught. You know, you have to see it's certain shit that you have to have authority to teach somebody something. Your your teachers are your authority. You know what I'm saying? And you know, you depend on them because apparently they've got some type of education in the field that they're teaching, so you kind of trust them with information. And to hear that, to read that, as I was researching this, like putting it together, this could have been a thousand-hour podcast. But I kept, I just kept finding shit. I just kept finding shit. Um, I called my dad for some references and talked to him to get more of an idea of what the climate, you know, what I'm saying how it was and things that he knows, you know, because his knowledge is further beyond mine. If he was born in 1943, I mean. Talking to, you know, my grandmother, her, her mind knew, you know what I'm saying? Like, it's a, it's a, it's a chain, you know, self knowledge that, um, I was seeking, and um, I'm just glad that I was able to be blessed with it, as much as I could get it. I wish I could have got more, but, you know, that's maybe that that part is up to me. Got to figure that out so I can tell my kids and continue to know. Who the fuck we are, you know, and how they fucked us over. And not only that, not even to be mad at that, you know, that's something to be, you know, whatever, but not to, to be mad at that. Realize what happened back then, so what's happening now, you know what I'm saying, is you. it's more con context, you know what I'm saying. Um, we have to treat people you know, like, it's so much fucking disrespect and um, this whole, the whole idea of, okay, if I fuck with this, if I, if I fuck with oranges and you fuck with apples, right, I, that don't mean that you hate either one. If you're an orange guy 
That don't mean you hate the music for apples. You just fuck with the oranges more. But nowadays, it's like if you say, oh, well, I don't like what they, what this group represents. There's a thousand of them. I ain't about to go through them. You choose one. Um, they, they, It comes off as, well, you must, well, you must hate it. No, I don't hate it. You know what I'm saying? I understand. You know, I understand. I just don't uh, agree with it. You know, our world has lost the ability to agree to disagree. You know what I'm saying? Kind of like I said before in my previous episodes, my brother is an Eagles fan. Niggas from Texas. Niggas from Dallas. And he's an Eagles fan. I can't hate my brother because he's an Eagles fan. Do I like it? Hell no. I'm a Cowboys fan, but he's an Eagles fan. But I'm not going to hate my brother because he's an Eagles fan. That's what he likes. That's what he likes. That's his team. That's what he's riding for. He respects my decision. He don't like my team. Cool. But we are agreeing to disagree. So if it's getting too heavy for you, break it down in your terms. You know what I'm saying? I know I can do the same thing. I have to break it down in my terms. Sports terms always work for me. So in that case, all right. Um. Shit. Um. <laughs> that's shit. Mm. So when people say, "Hey, you don't know who you are," like think about that. Like the origins of us, whoever you are, whether you're black, Native American, white, or whatever, think about your origins. Specifically, if you're black or a person of color, um, <laughs> they basically stripped everything, all their knowledge, and they use. Uh, I'm pretty sure that they wasn't. No, I'm pretty sure they was. They use a version of subversion, generations and generations and generations where it was wiped clean the knowledge of who they were, who they people once were, who they are the descendants of. And that has went on and on and on, even still to this day. And it's 2020. This was Roden. Not Roden. This was written. Uh, if I say Roden, but my, my grandmother, I felt a little thump back in my head. My grandmother would come down with heaven and thump the shit out of me if I pronounced that shit wrong. <laughs> anyway, this was written in 1987 in the black image you know George Fredrickson you know 1830 before 1830 we was looked at as shit they they got food over there they got arts and crafts they jewelry necklaces they got women you seen the women over there though they got this I don't know the, the bottom half of their bodies shit round you know what I'm saying that was like shit it was you know what I'm saying and the women from other country was hey these niggas up, they tall as shit you know what I'm saying built athletic skin is good they can last in the sun all day shit just absorb <laughs> you know what I'm saying and they and until 1830 it was like we're gonna use all that for <laughs> monetary gain fuck all that bullshit we gotta keep these motherfuckers down all right, and whoever we group with them, we came to the new world, 
we came and got some different people. We need to get them too. Let's strip them of generations of their knowledge um, to use them for monetary gain. That's fucked up. You know? Some sick shit. This shit, I, this shit that I've read is, was fucking sick. So, this is too, but we're going to carry on. We'll get more in detail. This next segment, man. Um, the science and justification for races. So, you about to hear... <laughs> Fuck it, man. Go ahead and start the next segment. What is so striking about the American experience in creating such an extreme conception of human differences was the role played by scientists and scholars in legitimizing these folk ideas. Scholarly writers began attempting to prove scientifically that the Negro was a different and lower kind of human being. <clears throat> Damn. Uh, the first published materials arguing from a scientific perspective that Negroes were a separate species from white men appeared in the last decade of the 18th century. They argued that Negroes were either a product of degeneration from that first creation of descendants of a separate creation altogether. I know that was a lot of <laughs> Asians. <laughs> Say that shit again, because that shit kind of fucked me up too. And, um, yeah. Negroes were either a product of degeneration from that first creation or the descendants of a separate creation altogether. American uh, intellectuals, excuse me, <clears throat> appropriated, rigidified the categories of human groups established by European scholars during the 18th century, but ignored Blumenbach's caution that human groups blend insensibly into one another, so that it is impossible to place precise boundaries around them. When Dr. Samuel Morton in the 1830s initiated the field of craniometry. Dig that shit. You understand me? Craniometry. Look that shit up. I did. It's, it's weird. It's made up shit. <laughs> you know what I'm saying? The funny thing is uh, <coughs> the funny thing about this shit is like they were deemed to be so smart. These motherfuckers just might have been dumb as fuck. They just were was making shit up. You know what I'm saying? We don't have proof that these motherfuckers were just the smartest motherfuckers in the world. They just were able to get their information out there, no matter how much bullshit that it contained. Craniometry? That shit sound like John Cena. Thugonomics. Like, that shit is in the same goddamn category. Just some made-up shit and put a, uh, 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 put a ometry or some nomics behind it. And apparently, you, you got people just misusing the shit out of suffixes. Anyway, <laughs> Samuel Morton, 1830s, craniometry. The first school of American anthropology proponents of race ideology received the most powerful scientific support yet. Measuring the insides of crania collected from many 
populations, he offered the evidence that the Negro had a smaller brain than whites and Native Americans in between. Morden is also famous for his involvement in a major scientific controversy over creation. So let me tell you about the sick shit, right? In order for you to fucking get a brain from a, a, a African or get a brain from a Native American, you would have to kill them, right? So I imagine somewhere in between this was some sick-ass experimental bullshit that was going on, right? They plucking off people, not for, they just misusing the fuck out of everybody that don't look like them. They ain't, not one time uh, did I see that, that they went inside and they fucking, what the motherfucker said? Who am I shitting? Okay. Where they measured the insides of a cranium. You know what I'm saying? You gotta be measuring the inside of somebody's fucking brain. They never measured the inside of their fucking brain. They, they was in the hunt. To justify this shit because money was behind it. I guarantee you it was a money flow. If I took the time out, if it's even available to see who funded these schools and all that shit, man. Shit. You know, that's uh Damn. That shit get sick. That's 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 sick. Some sick shit. Sick shit. Anyway, the very existence of scientific debate over whether blacks and whites were products of a single creation or of multiple creations, especially in a society dominated by biblical explanations, seems anomalous. It indicates that the, the differences between races have been so magnified and exaggerated that popular consciousness had already widely accepted the idea of blacks being a different and inferior species of race. Justice Taney's decision reflected this, declaring the Negro is a different order of being. The slave owners' rights to their property were upheld in law by appeal to the newly invented identity of peoples from Africa. Scientists collaborated in confirming Popular beliefs and publications appear on a regular basis, providing a proof that comforted the white public. That some social leaders were conscious of their role in giving credibility to the invented myths is manifest in statements such as that found in the Charleston Medical Journal after Dotton, Dotton, Dr. Morton's death. So, in journal... Down some off the wall shit. It states, We can only say that we of the South should consider him as our benefactor for aiding most materially in giving to the Negro. Oh, this was just a regular journal. It wasn't his journal, but this was just like an article. Okay. Not bad. Fucking up. Um, for aiding materially in giving to the Negro. His true position as an inferior race. The emphasis was added on the end, you know, of course. George uh, Glidden, <laughs> co-editor of the famous scientific book Types of Mankind, written in 1854, which argued that Negroes were closer to the apes than to humans and ranked all other groups in between whites 
and Negro. So basically, they made a real person color scale. And whites was a guarantee all the way to the left or to the top. And blacks were all the way at the bottom. And it just fit every single race somewhere in between. You know. This was in 18, what did it say, 54. Shit deep. Um, man, George Glidden, son of a bitch, <laughs> the co-editor, famous scientific book. Motherfucker said that. No, and I'm gonna give y'all a source for it too. This was came it came out of being here the first time. This is a um, types of mankind was the book. It's a famous scientific book. With types of mankind, I found all type of weird Reddit um, <laughs> Reddit threads about this shit. I ain't come, you know, I didn't come in now one because I ain't trying to get into no bullshit. You know what I'm saying? No internet, that shit is weak. But I just noticed and recognized how fucked up and how weird and how awful the shit is. Um, but yeah, if you want to get get a good reference, types of mankind, 1854, George Glidden. <laughs> um, and they argued that Negroes was closer to apes than humans and ranked all of the groups in between so when motherfuckers be calling themselves like I'm an ape or I'm an untamed, untamed gorilla you know what I'm saying that shit sound hard I'm not gonna fucking lie you know what I'm saying I ain't gonna say you know uh, but or savages even in those terms you know, those are, to me, to me personally, and this is how I was raised, those are not terms of endearment. You know what I'm saying? Some people don't understand that. Now, although, I say that shit. This other day, I was in here jamming Webby, Savage Life 1, 2, and 3, and 6 just came out. So, um, whatever, you can point out how many... Hypocrisies is in that, but whatever. Fuck you. Let me go hard. Anyway, uh, you, to be able to to understand those terms or what they meant back then, you know, is um, it's 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 deep, man. A lot of this shit got once I got into like a rabbit hole. I got into a Reddit rabbit hole, YouTube rabbit hole, Google rabbit hole, and started reading shit, so, I mean, but, damn, <laughs> well, what else can I say, you know, scientists collaborated in confirming popular beliefs. So just like, uh, it's like today, or better yet, since we are in this social climate and since, you know, a whole lot of y'all like to worship a fucking donkey and worship a fucking uh, elephant <laughs> and go and stand in ridiculous ass lines to go fucking vote 
you know. Um, yeah, you might have heard the term fake news, right? That's that's what that's exactly what this shit is right here. This shit was fake news, man. It started from some motherfucker that had the a brilliant, I, <laughs> the most uh, idiotically brilliant idea of, hey, um, we just gonna say that these motherfuckers are, they just ours. Shit, you know what I'm saying? They come over here. Well, they didn't come over here. We brought them over here. You know what I'm saying? We went and got them. You know what I'm saying? And go and go and, and get some more. And they and they do this shit. And they do this and they do that. And they able to stand outside all fucking day and whatever. And we have to protect our money, protect our legacies and a lot of the shit that has spilled over into even this present day. Um, so we just gonna lie and say that we just believe motherfuckers are just worse. You know what I'm saying? We don't even want to see them as people no more. You know? Because we have to protect what we built. That's, I think that that's the mindset of, of, of what they had. You know? Um, they were significantly outnumbered and outsourced. They came from countries that didn't really grow a bunch of shit that, um, that was grown. And they made money off of trading, imports, exports, shit like that. It's a money trail. It's a money trail behind it. So, anyway, basically this shit was like fake news. And they took the fake news, they took that shit, or what we want to call it, or just some lies. You know what I'm saying? Uh, they just took some bullshit that somebody said, you know. Motherfuckers went and talked that shit. <laughs> they wrote articles about that shit sounding di dignified as fuck. But it all was based on no truth. It was based in lies. So, you take them, you know, put two and two together. You know, a lot of this shit was based in lies. And still, to this day, I have a daughter that is in the sixth grade. Very brilliant young lady. And... Reading some of her work with history and some of the things is like this shit is still going on. And as a parent, I struggle. I think as all as parents, you know, as parent, I struggle with wanting to teach my kid the real shit. But at the same time, I don't want her to not be in school. You know what I'm saying? And, you know, be like, hey, this shit ain't true. You know what I'm saying? And I don't want her to be in a position in a position where she challenges her teacher. I don't mind her doing it. You know what I'm saying? But I don't, I'm not scared of her doing it. I'm just scared of her, uh, the repercussions of her doing that. And be like, hey, this is a lie. This, 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 and this. My daddy they taught me this. And this, this, this you know. You know, so I tell her that what some of what she's learned, going to learn, is partially true, but that's just that's just as important as the real history. If you know the real history, and you know what they teach, you can be able to pick and point and pick and pull the bullshit out. You know, also you can use that as an advantage to understand the mindset of some of these people. You know. And when I mean some of these people, I mean just people who think like that, like it's f fucked up because it has uh, infiltrated 
all you know all races now. We have terms for motherfuckers who we think ain't with our program, or ain't with the real shit, and they with some other shit that sometimes this term is thrown around loosely, but we call motherfuckers Uncle Tom's. Now, I don't know what the other terms is of the person who turns their back on their culture. I guarantee you Native Americans have theirs, uh, whites have theirs, whatever. I don't fucking know. I can't speak for them because I ain't, you know, you know, neither one of them, but um, it's just... Shit is sad, man. But you see the origins of this shit. You, you got to peel back layers of this shit. This shit get deep. Um, So, uh, damn. <laughs> hmm. So, like you said, it argued that new. Negroes closer to apes than humans, and ranked everything else in between. Sent a copy of the book to a famous Southern politician, saying that "Damn, sorry, y'all. No look." Sorry about that. I had to pause for a cause. <laughs> anyway, George Glidden, the co-editor of Types of Mankind, um, he sent a copy to a Southern politician saying that he was quite sure the South would appreciate the powerful support that this book gave for its peculiar institution. Like other, like another famous tome, The Bell Curve, in 1995. This was an 800-page book um, whose first edition sold out immediately. It went through nine other editions before the end of the century. What it said about the inferiority of blacks became widely known, even by those who could not read the shit. I'm just playing out. You know, I, I, I'm going to let you research yourself. So that's part of this podcast is too. It's research. It's research. You know, this shit gets deep. <laughs> the Bell Curve, 1995. 800 page book. Shut down every motherfucking thing. Closed shop. Sold the fuck out. And, and it sold the fuck out in 1995. That's before the internet. So if it sold out in 1995. People were actually putting the foot. They put they was putting ten toes on the pavement and going to get this motherfucking book. And what was in it was <laughs> what they said about the inferiority of blacks became widely known, even by some of the people who couldn't even read this shit. The only thing most of them say was, "Well, they just explain how blacks ain't worth shit to us." And this was in 1995, not 1895, 1995. <laughs> mm. During discussions in the U.S. Senate on the future of the Negro after slavery, James Henry Hammond, 
proclaimed in 1858, somebody has to be the mud seals of society to do the menial duties, to perform the drudgery of life. Negroes were destined to be the mud seals. This was to be their place, one consciously created for them by a society whose cultural values now made it impossible to assimilate them. In many decades since the Civil War, white society made giant strides to keep the Negro in this place. Public policies and customs, practices of millions of Americans express this racial worldview throughout the 20th century. See, this shit ain't just for America, man. This shit eventually hit worldwide. Every person that was of darker hue than what was acceptable was put in this category and treated like shit. Treated like scum of the fucking earth. Mud seal. Let's look that up real quick. I don't see what the fuck a mud seal is. And no, it ain't no goddamn real seal in the fucking mud. <laughs> I knew some of y'all was thinking that. But no, it's not. So. Man. That shit is. Oof. <clears throat> man, that shit's cold. Shit cold. Mud seal is a supporting seal as of a building or a bridge resting directly on the base, and especially the earth. So he was saying the mud seal, black people. The definition again, a supporting seal, as of a building or a bridge resting directly on a base and especially to the earth. So, I mean, <laughs> mm. We held this shit together. We held this shit up. We're still holding this shit up. On our end. On our part. This wouldn't be a country. Without. Land being stolen. People being displaced. People who stole and move people from one continent to another building structures systems ideologies educations of all this shit that has had lifelong consequences at least for us 
man. This shit is way bigger, man. I try to tell my kids all the time, you know, I know you like having fun and all that, but sometimes you have to really take some time to see what the fuck is going on out there. I had to learn the same thing. I was carefree. Didn't give a fuck. Wanted to do what I wanted to do, how I wanted to do it, spend what I want to spend, or whatever, just whatever. But at a certain point, I had to realize, like, whoa, you know, got to peel some of this shit back. You got to see the means of some of this shit. You got to know what you're doing. You got to know what the climate is. Like, you got to know. So you won't be walking around here with with, 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 with with nothing in your mind, not being aware of how you how you supposed to move or how you should move or to move your best abilities. Like you, you just gotta move different when you understand certain shit. When you understand some shit, you gotta move different. You can't move the same way that you move if something that you read or heard or seen changed your life. And you came to a, a, a solid conclusion that, man, this shit is a lot better than what I was doing. What I was doing was, was you know, providing negative results. This is giving me a clear understanding of whatever you're trying to understand. You know? This should get deep, man. I, I ain't go too deep in it, but I don't want this shit to be... 40 hours long, but, <sighs> we, so, after being told that Negroes was the mud seals of society, and this was our place to be, um, it also said that this was to be their place, one consciously created for them by a society whose cultural values now made it impossible to assimilate them. In many decades since the Civil War, white society made giant strides to keep Negro in its place. And, yeah. I, think I already read that. I'm going to go down here. I think I, yeah, yeah, yeah. So, um, there are some circumstances surrounding the origin of the racial worldview in America. Race ideology was a, um, what's the word for it? It was a mechanism. Justifying what had already been established as unequal social groups. And it was from its inception and still is today about who should have the access to privilege, power, status, and wealth. And who should not. As a useful political ideology for conquerors. And it spread to colonial situations around the world. Um, man, latter half of nineteenth century, by some Europeans against the other Europeans. Um, you know, that's it reached its most extreme development in the twentieth century, Nazi Holocaust. So eventually, they double back. You know? Sick shit, man. Some sick shit. So, <laughs> all anthropologists should understand that race has no 
intrinsic relationship to human biological diversity. That such diversity is a natural product of primarily evolutionary forces. While race, while race, I'm going to say it again for you, while race is a social invention. y'all enjoy that i know i did i enjoyed looking this shit up now um my references of course i mentioned um frederickson and the black image in the white mind uh written in 1987 um middletown wesleyan university press um smetley in 1993 it was also republished in 1999. Race in America, Origin and Evolution of a Worldview, Boulder, Westview Press. Um, those are the people who, who published it. You know, do all the, you know. Anyway, Steppen, Nancy Steppen, 1982. The Idea of Race in Science. Um, I think I published by... Uh, or where it was, London, Macmillan. Yeah. So, oh man, I know it was, um, that was deep. A couple of times I had to stop because, uh, shit. Woo. Like, that shit is heavy because. You eternalize that shit. And even when I was, uh, matter of fact, yesterday, I was in the intersection of US 64 and State Highway 11 in Oklahoma. I'm a truck driver and I deliver concrete powder. So we're delivering concrete powder to, uh, for them, I think, to asphalt shoulders, highway shoulders. Um, and driving down highway 11 back to 35 we were in alfalfa county driving back from highway 11 the intersection of us 64 and highway 11 back to 35 i seen cotton fields and all of a sudden i felt a great deal of It was weird. It was some of the weirdest shit I've ever experienced in my life. I I've seen cotton fields before, and every time I I don't see them a whole lot. So when I see them, the thing that automatically goes in my head was like, damn, like they had motherfuckers that look just like me out there picking that shit, getting beat, getting stripped of the knowledge. And I also think about it on the flip side, like. Our ancestors went through so much shit, and they still persevered, found ways to survive. See, they might have been able to take resources, people, 
you know, and fuck with it, my fuck people. But the one thing they were able to take is the innate ability to survive. You have to be born with something like that to be able to survive through all that was going on. Everything that was being said. So, to all my people out there, and all the rest of the people, whoever you are, black, white, Native American, Hispanic, if you are with people being treated like people, Not because of what we look like, our differences, but just treated as human beings. If you're fucking with that, then I'm fucking with you. Fortunately, we live in a world that, you know, it couldn't keep us separate for long. So we've mixed and mashed <laughs> together and, uh, you know, everybody is beautiful, you know. So, you know, a person with a solid mind is beautiful. Beautiful person. It takes it takes a lot to fight against um what's put in your face. What's propaganda. You know, it's put against us. We should hate white people. White people should hate black people, you know, people Black people should hate Hispanic people. Native American people should hate white people. You know what I'm saying? Like, you don't have to like somebody, but I think I know we all deserve respect. Now, if motherfucker disrespects you, then I'll, by all means, motherfucker gonna have to catch the fade if we get personal. You know what I'm saying? But if there is no animosity involved, then. Hey man, it's it's all good. Like we here on this earth, when we put all around each other, you know, hating somebody just because they look different is lame as fuck, weird, and odd. But for some people, it's celebrated. The hate has managed to um, migrate into our present time. So by all the lessons that I, I've learned from my grandparents, from my friends of, of, you know, of all colors who are in the mindset of respect, you know, you get what you give, you know, give a fuck who you are. It don't matter who you are, what ethnicity you are, um, Everybody is taking that face value. You know, instead of looking at a whole race of motherfuckers who, whatever. Take that shit at face value. That person treats you right. You know, why wouldn't you? Reciprocate that. You know, but as you know, 
We got some motherfucking devils out here who ain't about that. So to all my people who are out on the front lines and who are or even on the back lines, any line, if you in the group, if you are a part of human a part of the human race that will eradicate all these hateful ass, pitiful ass, uh 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 <laughs> <laughs> just despicable ass people no matter what race they are we gotta get them the fuck out the way you know what I'm saying we gotta separate the real from the fake because those are the people who are destroying the world that we live in you know what I'm saying and a lot of times that's do with money and power and privilege. Um, people who deem who has what and who does what. But that's only goes so so far. We can't depend on our government to improve our communities. And we shouldn't. We have to take control of our communities and get it in order. I grew up in South Dallas. And when I was growing up, the, the the cornerstones of the community, you know, they set certain rules and guidelines depending on where you were, <clears throat> you know, what side you were on or, or whatever. But it was rules and regulations to it. It was respect, you know. And if it ever, you know, went to towards disrespect, it got handled accordingly. That's the way it was, you know. Me personally, I wasn't taught to hate anybody because of the color of the skin. I wasn't really taught to hate anybody, to be honest. I was taught to take everybody at face value, regardless of who they are, what they identify as, or whatever. It don't fucking matter. That's none of my business. You know, but this person is seeking a positive interaction with me, and everything from them is positive. Why wouldn't I want to reciprocate that? You know, that's real shit. That's true shit. You know, all this you you hating somebody because they look different, and you hating somebody because they think different than you, and all this weird ass, you know simple-minded as, you know, behavior, got, that shit gotta fucking go. We gotta get that shit eliminated. So the rest of us can continue to live in the world and hopefully be a part of this growth to be what we want to be for our generations ahead of us. Trill Kill Podcast. My name is Khalil Kane. Thank you for tuning in. I love you, wherever you are. Much love from me to you. From my mouth to your ear. <laughs> Pause. All right, look, man.
Chill Pill Podcast. I hope y'all enjoyed that. Like, share, subscribe. Spread the word. Tell more people that I got some shit for them. Got these trill pills for them. Tell them come over here, bite down on one, and they take the experience. Feel the experience. Feel just the shit. experience and once you take one you end up going back